and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,539. The topic is Mindset, and the title is Five Concepts for Managing Chaos. <laughs> so, coming into and coming out of the holiday season, I think we all understand the feeling of feeling chaos. <laughs> we experience chaos with change of schedule, family events, uh, travel that you might be uh, experiencing even right now because still there's New, York, uh, New Year's uh, kind of events. There's just increased demands on time, on effort, on finances. You know, money can be very tight around this holiday because of gifts and whatnot. So there's, there's a lot of happiness around this time of year. But there can also be a lot of stress as well. And how we manage that stress can be challenging, but there's actually some ways I want to share in which uh, I use to manage stress. To give you an idea of what I've had uh, going on this uh, holiday season, some of my clients, most of my clients have an idea of it, but uh, I wanted to share on a podcast. The week of December 12th, uh, unfortunately, I experienced bank fraud on my business accounts. Uh, so big fat screw you to the person who did that. That was a pain in the butt. <laughs> so that week involved over 10 hours spent at two different banks. And I spent over 12 hours on hold for phone calls. Absolutely ridiculous. At one point, I actually, one day I took in my battery pack generator that I typically use when I travel and still when I like do podcasts and use my computer and whatnot, whether I'm in my car or wherever I'm at. Uh, so I have a battery pack generator. I took that into the bank one day because <laughs> I was on hold for 90 minutes and my phone was about to die. So I'm walking into the bank, face mask, holding a battery charger. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't think I was trying to like blow up the place. Uh, but that was, that was fun. <laughs> so that week had 22 hours, there was actually more, of added work on top of my normal workload which was actually happening in a shortened week because I traveled that weekend to help a client. Now, I helped a client uh, for a powerful competition, and it was indescribably awesome. We absolutely crushed the day. He accomplished two goals that less than 1% of competitive powerlifters achieve. He earned an international elite title, uh, and he earned over 500-pound dots score. If you don't know what those are, they're freaking amazing. So the trip was wonderful. He's actually a really good friend as well. I've known him uh, for a long time. He was actually my mom's daycare, so I knew him when he was five, six, seven, eight years old. And then we've been working together for training-wise uh, since 2017. So it's been a good five years, and it's just been awesome. You know, at the beginning of it, he was thinking about maybe having to give up powerlifting because he was having a lot of hip problems. And here we are now, pain-free. He went through this meet. It was the least amount of discomfort he had ever felt. There was no pain after the meet. He was muscularly sore, but no pain whatsoever. Hit almost a 10 times body weight total. Elite, you know, uh, international elite total, dot, 500 plus dots. I mean, it was just awesome. So I loved it, loved it, loved it. So although it was added stress, it was 100% worth it, Jared. And I want to thank you very much for trusting in me to be part of your story and, and part of your uh, life. I really do appreciate it and we had such an awesome, awesome time. Then on the way back uh, from that trip, my wife and I had car trouble, which caused me to miss a night of work I had planned on being able to work Sunday night, uh, but that didn't work. I didn't get into the house till like 2.30 in the morning and doing odds and ends. And then 
Uh, two days into the week of the 19th, I had medication issues resulting in full body cramps and convulsions, which lasted an entire night, uh, several hours, and that was not fun at all. Uh, that absolutely destroyed me um, energy-wise and nervous system-wise, so I slept like 20 hours across two different days and missed even more work time. Uh, then, over the Christmas weekend, we spent time with family Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday for Christmas, which was great. Uh, however, I missed even more time catching up on things. And then Sunday night, unfortunately, on Christmas, uh, my cat, uh, Freddie, passed away, which is a super bummer. Uh, Freddie and I were, were very, very close. I, when I first ever experienced like anxiety attacks in my life, Freddie was therapy for me. I would sit with him and pet him and he was a very calming presence and I just kind of had a lot of like introspective time to think and I learned a lot uh, by just sitting with Freddie and it, it built a really close bond between us. So when he passed away and finding out that he passed away Christmas night, one of the things that was the hardest was with all the chaos I hadn't spent as much time with him as I normally would like to. So I had actually organized my schedule and planned it all to where I had two hours to where I could just sit with Freddie and pet him and cuddle and snuggle, snuggle with him, you know, uh, with family. But unfortunately, uh, he passed away before that time came. So really, really, really bummed that I missed that time with him. And uh, just overall, the past two weeks have been absolutely chaotic. Um, and through it all, though, I, I haven't missed a podcast. Uh, it does mean, like, some nights, like tonight, I'm doing a podcast at 3.32 in the morning. Uh, but it, I haven't missed a podcast. I've upheld my relationship goals with my wife. She does not feel that she has been less attended to or less loved. And I uh, did the time with the family. I even took extra time talking to my brother who lives up in Rochester, New York, and his wife, Mary. And it was nice. It was it was great. Um you know, other than the chaos, it was it was a good holiday season. And my clients have been just beyond words blessed to work with the quality of people and character of people that I get to work with. They've all been very understanding and supportive as I've struggled to catch up with uh, programming and check-ins. And it has made me feel loved, and I honor their kindness shown towards me, and I'm going to double down on my efforts to do everything I best I can over these upcoming weeks. And I thought, you know, there's there's a lot of chaos in life, whether it's around holidays or just other times in, in life. We all go through seasons of chaos. I wanted to share kind of the five things, and there's I'm sure there's, you know, different lists and whatnot, but these are five things I sat down and thought about today that help me when I'm going through times of chaos, such as these past two weeks, to manage not only being productive and progressive in my goals, but also manage my mental health. So that way I'm not, you know, extremely flustered, overwhelmed, lashing out to people and, you know, internal horrible dialogue, hating everything and just being miserable. I, I, I do a pretty good general job of staying happy and positive uh, through chaos, but it did not come from uh, just crap luck. <laughs> it has been developed uh, over the years. So... I want to share five things that help me manage chaos. And these are things I share with my clients in different ways. And I just think they're, they're helpful. 
So one is to have a people priority list. I have talked about this in past podcasts. Let me see if I can look up and see um, a good podcast that way. If you want to deep dive into this, you can look into it a little bit uh, you know, with more content. So we have podcast 1023. It's a mindset podcast titled Stress Management, Options and Priorities. Uh, and you can find all of our podcasts on our website, www.prudelarengym.com. There's podcast 817, which is task management, priority ranking methods, and podcast 480, which is a mindset podcast titled Benefits of Understanding Seasons and Priority Lists. So you can check out any of those. Podcast 1023 is the latest one, so that one's good to check out, but also 817 and 480. But having people priority lists is extremely, extremely helpful to lessen anxiety and lessen emotional and mental stress and to ensure that you're developing and progressing to the life that you want. So everybody's list is going to look different. You have to find what works for you. My list is God is number one. My wife is number two. I'm a very close, like number, like 2B. <laughs> so I wouldn't count myself as three. I kind of care, consider Meredith and I equal. However, I will sacrifice some things I need to every now and then to make sure she's doing well. But I'll also, if I need something, I'll ask her and I'll take care of myself as well. So it's God number one. Meredith and I kind of blended into number two. My parents are number three. My brother's number four. And then my clients are number five uh, because they help, you know, I, I they trust me with a part of their life. I want to make sure I honor that and interact with them as much as I can. And they help support the amazing, wonderful life that I have. So I honor them and I, I do consider each of my clients uh, very important. I know everybody's name. I know things about them and, and you know, I consider them friends and people that, like I said, they just to have someone trust in you to help to manage their life is just a ridiculous honor and a huge blessing. So I, I make sure that I attend to them as best as I can, and then everyone else is after that. <laughs> so God, Meredith, and myself, then my parents, and my brother, then my clients. And what I love about having a people priority list is you will run into conflicts in life. It happens damn near every day for me and to where there's going to be two things that seem to be that they both need done. However, they're going to conflict. There's going to be something that maybe is like, my, like would be best for me to do for Meredith, but then there's also something for my parents. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Meredith wins. You know, we're married. We're supposed to, you know, join ourselves as the one soul and all that stuff. So, you know, if there's something like, for example, let's say I'm trying to leave the gym somebody walks in and they're like oh man you know i really love this place it looks awesome you know would you give me a tour and i'm and i know in my mind i'm like oh crap i told meredith i was going to meet her or my parents i was going to meet them you know and um, uh, i'm on time to be there but i don't have the time for the tour then i excuse myself from the tour and i keep moving you know and hopefully that person who liked the gym would come back another day hopefully there's another way i can manage it you know maybe there's a trainer around or some member who has some time they can show them but I already have my decision made. So a lot of times when we're confronted with a conflict between two things that seem important, it causes stress, it causes anxiety. Decide ahead of time. Decide ahead of time of what your order is for people priority lists, and then there's no stress. You already made your choice. So I already made my choice by setting up my priority list. When those moments come, I remind myself of my list, I move on with action, done. No stress. Then. When it comes to nutrition and training, because other than my relationships, the very next thing that's super important to me is, is my nutrition and training for my overall health and just feeling good in my own skin. 
uh, I know my minimums. I know what's the minimum thing I need to do to at least make some progress today. For nutrition, that's controlling my calories. Regardless of what the hell happened that day, I'm going to try to get within my proper calorie range. It doesn't matter what they have to eat. When I have to eat, I'll just get within my calorie range. I very rarely, I can't even tell you the last day I've ever missed my calorie range. Uh, I, I never miss it. And it helps me mentally because I know I'm still progressing that day. No matter how shit the day was, <laughs> if I hit my calorie target, I'm moving forward in some way, in something in my life, so I'm doing okay. When I can, I'll get my protein correct. When I can, I'll get kind of better timing throughout the day for nutrition, but I know what's the minimum I need to do in order for me to know that I still progressed in some way, and that really, really helps my mental health. As for training, just freaking move. Do anything. Do something. Uh, I've joked before that, like, outside of an appointment, one time Meredith had an appointment, I drove her to the appointment. Um, I was standing outside the room for various reasons, we'll leave it at that. And I had, I did, I think, like a thousand calf raises, bodyweight calf raises. Holy freaking cow, crap, my, my calves were sore for, like, I think five to seven days or something after that. It was amazing. Uh, but I did something, I counted, you know. And uh, we also are prepared for stuff at home. I have a Sorenex cable stack at home that I have flush against the wall, so it only sticks out four inches from the wall. is about two feet wide. Perfect. Takes up very minimal room. I have power block dumbbells. We have sliders. We have a bunch of stuff at home so we can still get great workouts. So even if it's five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, you know, or bodyweight squats while I'm waiting, waiting for food to microwave, I do something. If I did something that day, then I know that I'm progressing in some way, no matter how meaningless and how small, it's something forward rather than backward. And that is invaluable for mental health. So the first thing was a people priority list. Second thing is to know my minimums for nutrition and training. The third thing is have a pre-planned process for catching up. Now, what I do for me is not necessarily what you should do. <laughs> but the the concept is, is I have an idea of how I can catch up when I feel behind. If you don't have a method, good luck to you. That is going to be horrible. So what I've decided, and this might change over time, and you know, there's arguable reasons as to whether this is a good choice or not, but is to cut sleep every other night. I, I don't want to reduce time spent, like I spent I spend time listening to sermons and doing things towards God every day. I spend uh, effort, time, emotion, attention towards Meredith every day. I do stuff for myself every day, try to do my best I can for my parents, my brother, things like that, clients. But one thing I can do is alternate sleep. Um, now, is this going to catch up to me at some time? Probably. I don't know. I don't know a single person who runs a successful business that doesn't have to make some small sacrifices from time to time. Uh, it just kind of is the way it is. Uh, so... Uh, basically what I'll do is, other than the nights that I had the full body cramps and convulsions, ugh, uh, I typically, I'll sleep one night four to five hours, which gives me an extra three hours or so to do some catch-up work while everyone else is asleep. And then the next night I'll sleep seven to eight hours. And then if I need to again, I'll cut another night short for five, four to five hours. So that's basically what I'm doing right now. So as I said, it's like 3.42 in the morning right now. But I'm still getting the podcast in. I'm still doing check-ins. So I'll sleep what I can uh, and do what I can tomorrow and then sleep a longer night tomorrow night. Uh, and that's that's what I do. I like that because um, I've had sleeping issues my entire life and I've always been tired. Uh, anyone who knows me will laugh 
because I can sit down and fall asleep in less than 30 seconds, and I've always been that way my entire life, whether I sleep 10 hours or 4 hours. I'm just used to being tired. It's not abnormal to me, so I can still function and do well. So that is something that I will find a way to create extra space in my life by cutting some sleep. Now, that's my approach. You have to find your own, but I do believe that it is beneficial to have a pre-planned process uh, for catching up. So I have one client, they work from home, uh, remote, and what they'll do is their typical work day is roughly 9 to 4.30 because they just work through their lunch hour. Uh, so 9 to 4.30, and they said, with they have kids and family and stuff, and they said, you know, if I need to, some days I'll start work at 8, uh, and then uh, if I need to, I'll extend it out to 5.30. I tell my kids, I tell my wife, you know, that I'm going to have to have a little bit of a longer day, and they, they know that. So he finds his way to do that. Other parents I know, you know, if their kids get up at 6.30, the parent is up at 4.30 doing stuff from 5 to 6.30 for themselves, then... They get the kids up to do all the things. And then around 9 or 10 at night, they lay back down to go to bed. So they might only get six hours of sleep, six and a half hours of sleep or so. But if they sleep from, you know, 10 p.m. to 4.30 in the morning, they get a decent amount of time, an hour or so, before the rest of the world wakes up where they can really get a lot of quality work done uh, in that early morning. And they communicate to their family and say, hey, you know, I need this time. So if you're up in this time, try not to... You know, unless you're bleeding, unless something's, you know, on fire, try to give me my space. <laughs> and that leads into the fourth tip, uh, the fourth concept for improving and managing chaos is communication. Explain to those who need your time and attention the place that you're at mentally and what you need from them in order to kind of compromise that time and attention that you can still get what you need. And I'm very blessed, which I have great understanding people in my life, to where, you know, if I need an hour to do some extra work, I'll communicate that to the people around me and say, hey, I need an hour where I'm kind of, uh, you know, not going to be super responsive. i got to kind of button, like put my head down and kind of crush this. I have somebody waiting on some information. And they say, great, no worries. And then they'll go do something that, you know, is, is beneficial for them but doesn't require me. And that really helps communication-wise is trusting into the people around you, trusting into your loved ones that they will help, that they will kind of compromise demands, attention, you know, things like that. So that way you can take care of yourself. So what I really focus on when I'm in those moments of communication is to ask for what I need while explaining what I can give. So not only am I asking what I need from them, I'm going to get, explain what I can give to them. So, for example, I'll say, hey, you know, I need the next two hours. i got to crush a program and then do a podcast. So I'm kind of going to be MIA for two hours. But later tonight, you know, if you want, let's go for a walk. Let's watch some TV. Uh, I'll, I'll pull away from work and let's have some good quality, just full attention time. Let's go walk around Target. Let's go have fun. You know, let's go do something. So I ask for what I want while explaining what I can give. And I believe that that really helps the people I talk to because they know that they're being cared for and attended to, but it's going to have to happen in a little bit of a different way than what we might normally do. And then the last thing that really helps me as well is to maintain a long-term vision. I want to act now in a way that will produce the future I want in a month, in six months, 
in a year. So there are things that seem very pressing right now, but they're not going to be that important in a year. And what I might have to give up in order to do that pressing thing, I might, if I mishandle that, not like where I am in a year from now. And that really, that comes up in a lot of ways, but one of the ways is a people priority list. You know, so if I forego something significant with my wife to take care of business, that's not going to lead to what I want in the, my, the remainder of my life. I want, I want a wonderful, amazing, and full, loving commitment relationship with my wife. If the business has to take a hit for that, then so be it. I don't want that to happen, but I'm not going to choose my business over my wife. And I've had to make those decisions. And it's challenging. Oh, man, is it challenging to, to stay acting in a way that you believe will lead to the future you want. Uh, it's very challenging. But when that future rolls around, you know, in a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, when you still have great relationships, when you still have great finances, you know, some things can, can catch up. You know, business can catch up. Finances can catch up. But relationships, man, you got to be careful on that. So there's a lot of attention I give to a long-term vision and say, okay, I have a lot of stress happening right now. I have a lot of things pulling at me. I have a lot of things that I could give time and attention to. But in six months from now, what will I have wished that I had done now? You know, can I, can I catch up on some things but make sure I don't miss the big things? So those are five concepts that I have found that help my mental health when I am managing uh, chaos. So as I said, the first one is a people priority list. Second is knowing my minimums for nutrition and training. The third is having a pre-planned process for catching up. The fourth is communication. And the fifth is long-term vision. So if through the holiday season, through any season, if you're struggling with chaos, I hope that in some way these lessons, these concepts, uh, might help you. Awesome. Well, I, I genuinely appreciate your time, and I hope that the podcast is always something that enriches your life and you find benefit from your commitment of time listening to it. So thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Okay, well, if you like our podcast, if you think it's helpful, please share it. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. Um, you know, just really let people know that that's the whole point of the podcast is just whatever will help you live a healthier and happier life. That's what the podcast is for. I really want to reach out and help and share what I've learned from, you know, 20 plus years of training people, over 3,000 clients. I've, I've done a lot, seen a lot, talked to a lot of people, and I love sharing anything I know uh, that could be helpful, and I love learning more myself as well. So thank you to those who financially support the podcast through donations. You can donate on our, on our website at www.brutalironjim.com. It really helps cover the hosting costs. I give an hour to the podcast for, uh, every day, even if it's you know 3.50 in the a.m., <laughs> and we're going to keep it for free. So I do appreciate the donations. They, they help immensely. So thank you very much to those who consider doing that. If you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I try to post on Instagram every day. I'm posting on YouTube a lot more. So check us out on those uh, social media channels, platforms. And then if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.